Hey, hey, yo, yo. It's off to work we go. The seven dwarfs? Seven dwarfs. seven dwarfs. Seven people with dwarfism, yeah. Pretty fucked up, that story, isn't it? Yeah. If you think about it. Well, did you see that there was a uh, Disney, I think, remake announced, and Peter Dinklage came out and was like, this is kind of fucked up that you're doing this and you're doing a live action Snow White, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs thing without like any consultation or consideration for the fact that like people have dwarfism and it's a real thing that affects people and what stereotypes are you like putting out into the world again? Really? Yeah. I bet he was like, but give me the part then. I don't think that was the tone, no. That wasn't the tone? No, I think it was more of a, are you fucking kidding me kind of tone? <laughs> yeah, well, he's got a point, I guess. I mean, yeah. I've never really thought about that at all because they've just been animated little men. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, I guess there's yeah, there's a point there. Well, there's a, they're all like given weird negative, um, like behaviors as well like one's dopey and one's sleepy and one's bashful (laughs) yeah no one wants bashful people around so you know think about can you can you yeah what are the seven dwarves names dopey doc bashful sleepy well doc's fine angry happy it's not really uh one other maybe i don't know it's not really um, that creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, I suppose it's like two hundred years old. Like this is a this is a Brothers Grimm thing, isn't it? Oh, oh no, yeah, uh, Anderson. I can't remember. It's an old, old fable, right? So, how's life? Um, pretty good. Pretty busy. You know, you know how you know how people get busy. Um, yeah. You also hate it when people say that, don't you? Like, you know. I mean, think, I don't. Okay. I, I, I'm happy if people are busy and want to be busy, or like are enjoying think, it for a while. I just feel like it shouldn't be the case that everyone feels the need to be busy in order to justify their life or existence or job or whatever. You know, like I think it could be problematic to always be like, "Oh, I'm so busy," as yeah. some kind of like brag. Brag, yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. I, I like I live in a life of as a freelancer where I'm busy and quite often concentratedly busy and then it goes quite quiet for a while and I have you know, very sort of easy days and I don't mind that kind of roller coaster of it all. Yeah. So I regret saying that. Um No, that but case. I mean, have you been good busy? Like you've been enjoying all the shit that's yeah. happening? Yep. Just um what am I doing? I feel like I'm never home, which is nice as well. Because then it's also like, if you live with housemates, which you don't anymore, it's like, you know, when you come back and they're always there and you've just been out for, you know, 48 hours and you're like, come on, who's who's picking up the pieces here? <laughs> I don't understand what you're trying to say. You're saying that you look down on them for being home when you get home because you've been out yeah. living an exciting life. 100%. Okay. 100%. Homes like, are not for being guys. in. No one should enjoy being home. Get out there. Get out of Live there. Live life. 
as if it live every day as if it's your last. I mean, in in some respects, after a couple of years of Melbourne lockdowns, like being able to be out and about so frequently must feel quite nice, like quite pleasant. Yeah, so you're on board with the judgment. Well, I'm not saying that they're bad people. I'm just saying they that they've made the wrong choice. Thank you. Um, yeah, I ha- have been like out and about. I saw uh, our friend, our friend. I don't know why I said our friend. You've never even met him. Our friend, Casper. Um, a friend, Casper's left yeah. the country. So saw him off on, on Sunday. Did you take him to the airport? No, I offered... He accepted, and then I said, I Just can't kidding. take you to the airport. <laughs> yeah. Not with petrol prices being what they are. They're extremely high right now. Um, but you know, It we was had $2.80 here today. No. Yeah. $2.80 a litre. Yeah. What? How are you living like that? Well, I just... I'm at home a lot of the time. <laughs> It's like a dollar eighty here, and that's like that's the highest I've ever seen it. Yeah, well, the av- like a decent, not decent, I suppose, because no one wants to pay it. But sort of typically, you'd be expecting it to be around two thirty, two forty. So it's definitely jumped up a good forty, fifty cents. But what's the dollar? What's the what's the New Zealand dollar? To New to Australia, it's very similar. I think it's ninety five cents, ninety seven cents. So it is. Oh, so you, it is more fucked over there. Yeah. I, I don't know whether that's like just taxes or whether the oil companies charge more for for trekking it all the way over there. I don't know. Well, they have to go further. Yeah, but I don't know. Australia's pretty far away, right? Can't they just yeah, but get it to Australia and then like put it on a plane? That's what I think they. I think they do that. They don't fly petrol. Do they not? <laughs> no, it'd be shipped. Well, they. I guess, yeah, I guess they ship it on boats. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you had to sincerely think about whether that would be practical. Do you ever think about how much oil actually gets used? Like, it is. Where are they getting this oil? I know it's from the ground. But, <laughs> like, there is. If you think about how much petrol you need for your car, uh-huh. and then everyone, well, you know, a large percentage All of the people cars you see in on the society, road also need amounts, yeah. I mean, plus all the trucks and stuff. Like, yeah. it's it's like actually Millions a huge of amount. Yeah, billions yeah. of liters. You yeah, know, it's like I I think that about water as well. Like we everyone showering and bathing and putting the sprinkler on and making ice cubes. Other, other th- making ice cubes and other things that you can do with water. Uh-huh. I mean, how. Are we going to run coming out? from? Yeah. Really good question, Michael. Really good, interesting question. Didn't sound dumb at all. Thank you. Where's all the water coming from, guys? The sky? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I guess it's the sky. I'll direct you back to your year seven science class in which we talked about the water cycle. What about the sea, though? Do you get the sea and then you just take the soul out? Because that would be the best way to do it, in my opinion. Okay, moving on from this. Welcome to Deep Ford, everybody. This is the intro to a podcast in which we discuss items of substance, you know, topics that change the world, matter, important things at a big level, um, from two of uh, the 21st century's greatest minds. Um, Sitting through the internet with me, 
across the wires of telecommunication, my friend Michael. Hi. Hello, Nick. How are you going? I'm doing well. Yeah. Thank you for asking. That's so kind of you. <laughs> I just well, got a little tickle. Um, that was that was quite meaningful and cute. So thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, my name's Nick. Um, that's nice. That's nice. That's a nice buzz. This is a, raw, this Every is a warm time. vibe. Every um, time it's the same fucking A little pick-me-up. Happy International Women's Day. Thank you. And here today to talk about <laughs> International Women's Day, Michael Zabrecki. Did you celebrate at all International <laughs> Women's Day? No, as a gay man, I actually am legally not required to. Oh, you don't have to. It's I don't have straight to. Straight men. Yeah, it's only straight men that have to celebrate it. Oh, okay. But yeah. do you like women? Do you like? Do you appreciate? I've never women? really got that close to one. Yeah, that's weird because I feel like gay men you know, get closer than straight men in some ways. Um, uh, I think in some ways that's probably very not true. Um, in some ways that's definitely incorrect. Well, you went to the, uh, you went right to the dirty and I was thinking of more emotionally, you know? <laughs> so, more sorry, you're talking about emotional closeness, not physical yeah. proximity. Yeah, um, then yes, curve. absolutely. Yeah. We're a lot closer to women. Do you have many female friends? I reckon on the balance of it all, I probably have slightly more female friends than male friends. Okay. Slightly. Slightly. It'd be pretty close. Pretty even. Yeah. Because I do remember when we worked together that, you know, the the girls were fond of you. Yeah. You know, you, you got that kind of goofy, kind of like, you know, familiar, kind of like, he's my brother, but he will never hurt me, kind of... um you know, kind of vibe. Yeah, it's a safe you know, space. He's, he's Nick's a safe space. He's kind of like a wet rag in some ways that I can just wrap around. <laughs> what? You know, my face in You're summer. You're not using that metaphor correctly. Is that? Yeah, that that, you've got that wrong. I don't think that means what you think it does. I can't visualize what a rag is at this point, to be honest. <laughs> That's a problem. You should be able is to that... picture a rag at the drop of a hat. Tea towel. What's yeah. a rag doll? What's a rag doll? That's yeah, a doll that's... made of like cut up bits of rag. fabric and stuff. Speaking of seven dwarfs, was that? Are you leaving that in the podcast? By the way, probably. Can I reference it? Yeah. Um, do you remember gollywogs? Did you ever yeah. have any of those in your house? I don't Is know if a... I ever had physical gollywogs in the house, but if you ever read Enid Blyton. They were prominent characters in, uh, like, the faraway tree and that sort of thing. So um, I, I definitely read about gollywogs and I think probably had to ask my parents, what's a gollywog? Um, but, mm. yeah, I don't think I ever had a doll. Did you? I didn't have them, but, you know, they were around. They were around. They were, oh, yeah. I had. There were dolls in my house, for sure. Before anyone real, Did you ever have this... That there's like a couple of things like growing up, like in your family that were just kind of everyone just said or they had and no one realized that they were racist until one day everyone was like, oh my God, that's really racist. <laughs> uh, no, uh, not that come to mind. Like, are you thinking about dolls and things or are you talking about like about expressions? Dolls. Well... Okay, I'll give you an expression. It's going to be a bit tricky to... Okay. 
I won't. I won't ask you to. I won't put you on the spot if you don't want to. It's oh no, I, I can. I can. But this is an example of. It's an example of how, you know, we we've moved on anyway. So, whatever. But I think so in England. And when I say in England, I'm already second guessing it because it could have just been my mum's family. Right. But when we were growing up and we were like us kids didn't hadn't had a shower or something or we'd you know we'd start to smell my mum would go oh you're stinking arab <laughs> and <laughs> and as she got it from she got it from her mum yeah and she just said it all the time whenever we were smelly yeah and then we would then we'd be like oh you know i won't say it again yeah. but we we would say that to each other and then one day i think it was probably 15 late bloomer yeah. it was like Mum, that's racist. And she's like, no, it isn't. How is it racist? And I was like, how? How is literally it naming <laughs> a race in this expression? Yeah. And she was like, it's not. Oh, yeah. But it's like you didn't even register it. Mm. My, I, I, I do remember now. My dad um, has, on a couple of occasions, prompted his mother, my grandmother, to talk about what her dog was called when she was growing up. So my grandmother, when she was growing up, so we're talking, I don't know, 1930s now, 30s or 40s, Mm -hmm. um, had a black Labrador and its name was the N-word. What? (laughs) Because that meant black and they had a black dog. And that that was the thing. And my dad, because he was being cheeky, would get his mom to talk about it. And she knew, of course, by now, that's not a word you could say, but she would say and, and explain that, you know, that's what it was called back then. Wow. Um, so it's, it's really not that that far back in time. You you have to go for, no. for these kind of things to be very real. <laughs> no, yeah. And, um, and even with movies and stuff, there's I can't remember the oh Mickey Mickey Rooney there's a Mickey Rooney movie I think it's a pretty famous one where he plays like an Asian man yeah. uh, and he's just like in like the most extreme makeup and doing the most offensive voice by eye standards today yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like it's it's a tough one because I mean it's not tough in terms of you know it's cut and dry for yeah. us now but it is interesting to think that at that time that that it was... would have taken a lot more for us to have recognized that yeah as something that we shouldn't be doing yeah and then you think what are we doing now that you know yeah. in the future because there's definitely going to be things yeah although now we have like a kind of a real push towards like it's so in everyone's front and center of everyone's mind like it's every, everyone's really conscious of it yeah you know, in the media and stuff. So I wonder if that kind of tips the scales a little bit for, you know, future retrospectives. You have to hope, like these are low hanging fruit, right? Like you have to hope that there are going to be fewer obvious things like that hanging around by the time our kids grow up and tell us all this fucked up shit we did and that what will be left will be more institutional or systemic racism kind of problems rather than, hey, you're you're dropping slurs that without even thinking about it, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd hope so. Mm. Um, Warney died. See that? Yeah, I did see that. He was a bit of an icon of yours. He was. How did you know that? Well, well, I know everything about you, Michael. He was like my hero as a kid. I had all of his posters. I was a, also a leg spinner. Do you know what that is? Yeah. What is it? Bowling around the left side of the wicket. Not even close. Damn it. Um, <laughs> your face. I wish I could have just... You were like kind of proud of yourself. But also no, I wasn't proud. I was, I was taking a real confident stab and hoping that we could just keep going. Right. Um, I thought you were going to say something about your leg spinning or something like dancing. No. Could have gone there. Okay. But yeah, he was, he was a big hero of mine. Even though now, like, look at videos and stuff. I'll be watching heaps. Go sorry. On. Well, I was just going to say, like, he was definitely in the game, uh, like a character. But then he had oh, a yeah. weird sort of post-cricket career, right? Like, it, as a personality, he was yeah. a an interesting person, right? Like all, all, like, all I remember after that is just all of his fucking, like, ads, his, his hair ads and, and that kind of shit, right? He just had this weird, like, because he dyed his hair blonde the whole time, which is just ridiculous. And also he had, like, the soul patch. And, like, so he was, like, this weirdly vain guy. Yeah, that like, was he had really good plastic at surgery and shit, right? Pla- well, by the end, he was so plastic surgerized. Yeah. Um, and he, like, he, he looked like he had plastic surgery, but he, he was, like, dating, like, Elizabeth Hurley That's the weird stuff. thing, right? Like, at a time, it was, like, he was an actual, like, legit celebrity right who could get international models and he always he's just like loved partying he was a party boy that's um it does make you wonder what impact that had on an early you know age 52 heart attack well don't tell me that yeah i mean you're not quite in his league michael you don't think no i was also a leg spinner I, I, you know, you might be shocked to know this. I also played cricket, um, but none of that stuck around informationally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh well. Um, you know, what do you say when people die? Uh, well, are you speaking to a relative? Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> okay, just generically. R.I.P. Warning. If someone you know, like you're speaking to someone who knows it, you probably say, "I'm sorry." Um, for your loss, you know, that kind of I'm sorry for killing. I'm sorry for (laughs) being responsible for the murder of Shane Warne. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to hit him with my car. Jesus. Yeah. Sad times. Yeah. What else? Are you going to ask me about my life? You sound like my sister. She always says this. She says, I never ask her about her. I Do you ever ask her about her? It, here's the thing about that. I don't ask <laughs> any... I don't ask people any, about... Any answer to that question, which wasn't just a yes, is a problem. No, let me answer that. So here's the thing. <laughs> people often say to me, you never ask me how I'm going. And the thing that I'd like to say to that is, I don't ask to be asked how I'm going. In fact, I'd rather not be asked so that I also don't have to ask be ask you. And why are don't, you talking to these people at all? 
people you know what? I, I can wanna... connect with them like human to human. Do you not want to know your friends? I know them well enough. Like I just don't want to be like put. I don't want to have the pressure of just going. You know, oh, how are you? And it's fake anyway. Well, it's every like, morning when, they... when I get up, I send your sister Laura a message asking her how she is. And I think that's a fairly normal thing for me to do, let alone for you to do a relative. So yeah, you need to reconsider. I don't think she thinks it's normal. No, she has said to me, please stop. But I think that's sort of her defenses because she's not willing yet to be vulnerable. No, I think that's correct. That's true. She's, yeah, she's hard to get to know. But if you keep persisting, Nick. Every morning. And maybe every evening. Okay, add a few more in. She goes to bed around 10.30. <laughs> Just maybe hit her with a double. What text. is it with sisters and going to bed at ten thirty? Am I right? You're is that so universal? Right about that. Is that universal? That's from my experience. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, how are about? you? <laughs> oh yeah, no. How are you? Go on, tell me how you are. I'm good. Um, been thinking a lot about the the war in Ukraine. Oh yeah. My dad had a massive go, not a massive go at me, but he, uh, he was very ashamed because he's, apparently my dad listens to this podcast now, which is, it's great to have another fan <laughs> yeah. slash listener. Yeah. But, but I don't know um, if he's a fan. He might still be listening. Well, he wasn't a fan of the last episode, I'll tell you what. And not because of anything you did, <laughs> because it, I didn't know anything about Ukraine at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and he was disappointed in me. And quite frankly, I was disappointed in myself. Okay. Because uh, I think you asked me, you yeah. know, what insight I had being of Ukrainian heritage. Uh-huh. And I think probably I said... You said, that food is shit. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> yes. I said, fuck them. Yeah. It didn't age Obama well. Zero Putin that, that, that perspective. I'll say that. Yeah. So since then, and I know this question started with me asking you how you are going. <laughs> and now we are already talking about me. <laughs> but um, I have since... Ba- been bathing maybe a wrong <laughs> choice of words i'm glad yeah. I, I think that is another thing that you could stand to do a bit more um so so good good to hear i've been swimming in ukraine russia stuff now like uh-huh. a like a like a nuclear no like a uh like a radioactive no like a like a like a like a bath, like a like a warm bath. I've been re- I've been re- looking. I've been researching what the history of Russia and Ukraine is a lot. Is well, what I'm trying to say. That's great. Can you fill me in? Don't ask me to do that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you no. just you just said you just said last episode when you asked me about Ukraine, I felt embarrassed because I gave a shitty answer okay. and didn't know anything. And since then, I've been soaking in a bath of Ukraine-Russian history. I have been nuclear in my enthusiasm for this topic. (laughs) And then I said, oh, great. Tell me a bit about it. And you immediately said, no, I will not (laughs) and I cannot. (laughs) Well, okay. I'll give you... Should I give a quick rundown of the Ukraine-Russia conflict? Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. So there's this guy called Pete. Uh, what's his name? Putin. Did you just get Putin's name wrong? <laughs> yeah, I was like Peters. <laughs> and <laughs> there's this guy called Vivian Peters. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wrong. 
and he was a KGB spy, mm-hmm. and he was in love with the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. which fell in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. When the Soviet Union fell, Ukraine seceded from the Soviet Union and became its own sovereign nation. And Putin, who gradually came into power, thought, this is wrong. Ukraine is ours. Ukraine, interestingly, and Moscow were actually started as the same space, the same country, and grew apart. So Kiev was actually former Russia. Former Russia. So Putin's got this in his head. Anyway, after the Soviet Union falls, Putin comes into power. Russia, uh, sorry, Ukraine starts maybe becoming a little flirting with NATO and the West, much mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Finland and Estonia, who are also part of the Soviet Union. Finland? So, Finland, maybe? Finland. <laughs> uh, another? Is that not Finland? Finland's quite not? far away. Is it? Well, one of the other Nordic uh, kind of countries, you know? Maybe like Yugoslavia or something? I mean, that's more plausible to me. Bosnia? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Estonia was definitely one of them. Okay. Anyway, so as you probably know, you know, Estonia's, you know, got, you know, more Western values now. They're quite progressive in many ways. Uh, Kind of a lot like Melbourne and Tallinn, I hear. So Putin does not like this, and he. I've been to Thailand, by the way. It is very. Lovely. Oh, have you really? Yeah, is it like I've Melbourne? got some distant relatives over there. Oh, do you? Are you part Estonian? Uh, down my, um, my dad's side, I think on okay. his mum's side, out that way, we've got some cousins. So I've actually been over there. In fact, my sister and my dad have actually met relatives over there. Oh really? Mm. Oh, Dosvidanya. Dosvidanya. It's an interesting city, Talon. Is it like Melbourne? People say it's like Melbourne. It's weirdly kind of um, modernist, but it's also because it was occupied by about 14 different fucking countries. Um, They have all of this strange mix of architecture, some stuff which is like real, um, uh, like modern, some stuff which is old and Russian, some which is like brutalist and some which is everything in between it's like a strange mishmash of all kinds of things i I quite enjoyed the visit i have to say i'd love to go Mm. i once i once slept with an estonian oh was it my grandmother (laughs) (laughs) i wish i had something there (laughs) that's fine anyway um so where was i yeah soviet union falls putin's keeping an eye on ukraine the whole time meanwhile he's going this Ukraine, Ukraine should be Russian. And, yeah, okay, then just skip about 20 years, Nick. Just, just I'm skipping ahead. Skip forward to, like, now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe, like, 30 years. And now um, Putin is invading Ukraine. What? So that's the, that's the entire history. That's um, a fairly effective summary, right? But what's yeah. the, can you give me the reason that he's doing it now? So there are many theories, but um, people feel that, well, first of all, Putin is an autocrat and he's been in power for 30 years. He's actually found a loophole slash just straight up corrupt 
in the elective uh, system of Russia, where he's been f switching between prime minister and president. So you can't have successive terms as president or prime minister. Is that minister, right? But, he's alternating yeah. himself. He's alternating himself. I mean, the whole thing is completely corrupt. But that's how he's managed to stay in power for 30-plus years. Yeah, it's right. a farce. Um, and some people think that he is maybe... He's looking basically to uh, stamp his legacy. He wants to be the guy who brought Ukraine back to Russia um, before he, you know... He wants to be go, go down in the history books. You know, this, I think this is all driven by ego. Oh, definitely. With all the autocrats, it is, right? Yeah. And... Um, and this is going to be his legacy. Um, so I think that's the... It's interesting because my friend Ben is a, a real Russian nut. In fact, he's written in previously correcting us on um, historical errors that we got wrong. wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, but, Benny Q. Benny Q. Um, but he was saying over the weekend that Ukraine was basically the only arable land in the Soviet Union. And what does that mean? Like farmland, anything that could grow anything. So when that seceded um, and became its own independent um, country, Russia then suddenly lost any like place to make food, to you know grow crops. It also had lots of gas reserves, I think, and other natural resources. So that was like a nice bit of territory. And since mm. then, basically everything has got to shit in, in Russia because they just don't have anything to make or to buy or um, to grow. Uh, right. Because that territory disappeared um, in Ukraine. Once Ukraine became independent, Russia went to shit because they didn't have that those resources anymore. So, so getting that back like... is is a real like uh, boon. I think if he was able to, yeah, because it seems like so bizarre in some levels. Because you got Russia, which is arguably the biggest country in the entire world already. Um, maybe apart from Australia, but who knows? They're so massive. And like, why, why, what's the point? Like, what are you going to get? Like, why does Putin, I know I just, you know, gave my own theory or whatever, a regurgitation of someone else's theory, but why, why do you want this extra land? How come, how, how is this good for you? Like, why do you care? Is it just resources? Well, I mean... It's, I think it's the, the things we just talked about. It's resources, it's ego, it's claiming that you're rebuilding the union, it's um, it's being backed into a corner financially and politically um, and needing to do something. Yeah. Um, you are right, though. Russia is, is the largest country in the world. Uh, then there's Antarctica, but that's not really you know, a, a territory. And then Canada. Oh, so Australia's not even... Australia's down at number six. Three. Yeah. What? Canada what and then China and United States. Um, they uh. seem pretty close, um, depending on certain territories that you include or exclude. And then Brazil before Australia. Before Australia, Brazil. Yeah. Fuck. But, um, yeah, well, speaking of uh, International Women's Day as well, I mean, I just feel for the women, especially in... Russia and even all over the world, and I'm not. I'm not going for the you know progressive, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, ticket here. You're basically but, alt right at this point, so this is very much out of character. 
Well, that's the second time I've been called alt-right this week. And the other <laughs> time was just before Casper left. Uh, so I won't tell you who it was, but yeah. Um, but you got to feel for the women who just have got to feel with all these guys in power doing this shit, invading and blah, 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 going after their, their legacy, which is ego-driven, that it's just it must just feel like a you fucking your hands are tired and it's so frustrating and just just so shit that these got there's something that you would it's, never it's medieval, do as a, right? like as a it's, species it's, it's, that you would just be like women would never fucking invade it's a leftover like, of 400 years ago right like that kind so, of era yeah. where it was like you don't get a say and and you know crazy men at the castles choose what happens in your life Exactly. It's 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 honestly just ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. And just like path- like I want to say pathetic, but I don't know. I feel like on some level it is pathetic because of the because of the motivations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's as we said. Like Putin's a very isolated character, and I think by all reports has got more isolated during the COVID era where there's no one there anymore which can say no to him or can question him or advise him in a way that's not completely um, uh, affected by his immense power to have them beheaded or killed or <laughs> disappeared, you know, instantaneously. So even sure. when you see him with his own, like, security advisors and they're seated all the other fucking way down the end of this long table, it, it's yeah. like, it is not even an analogy at that point or it's not even a metaphor it just is like this guy sitting on a throne all by himself um, yeah with kinda no like, one to tell him otherwise yeah i guess like kind of like trump um yeah in in, in some end. ways except with way more power to get people killed but yeah he, he's on a obviously another level to trump well and it was interesting. trump was trump was definitely surrounded by yes men by the end but in a system that could work against him with democracy at least you see that trump called him a genius yeah he was yeah. like it's actually genius when you think about it you know the man just said no ukraine's an independent nation i mean that's genius yeah well I mean, and, I love- and, he, and he, did you see his suggestion though as to what they should do he said we should because if american forces got involved that would escalate things to a, a, a place that would be you, you can't really come back from um but Trump said, well, we should take some, if we can't get involved, if NATO can't get involved, we should take some American planes and we should paint some Chinese flags on them. And then we fly them over there and bomb shit. And then they look at them and they say, oh, that was China. And then China and Russia fight it out. And we just stand back and watch like, <laughs> like a fucking uh, cartoon. Such a stoner idea. Such <laughs> a stoner idea. Hey, hey, bro, you know what they should fucking do? They <laughs> yeah. should flag jets over there just paint chinese flags on them yeah bizarre of a stoner. no offense to stoners yeah um but yeah no you gotta love how his brain works though sometimes I mean, at the level that he is he's just like i'll just i'll just confidently just throw out the dumbest idea of all time. Just, <laughs> yeah i think this is fine oh he's definitely gonna be trying to run again in 2024 right i hope so my man god Trump Kanye, twenty twenty four, baby. <laughs> oh, my guys, my guys. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. Speaking um, of uh, yeah, egos. 
Yeah. I mean, will they implode though if they get two of them? If together? they get too close, yeah. The two biggest egos in the entire world. Yeah. Will it be like they'll crush the together into large local. hadron collider? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Destroy the world. Yeah. Um, form a singularity and start sucking everything in around them. Um. So the the one of the reasons I've been thinking about the Ukraine thing quite a bit is that um, a couple of weeks ago I actually started a new job. Um, working like a permanent part-time uh role with the video game company i was um i've done a few years of work on now but where i formerly i'd been doing stuff as a proofreader and freelancing um, i'd now taken a position as a narrative designer uh, like embedded in the team um yeah 20 hours a week um some of which is live in in European hours. So I was working sort of 8 p.m. for a couple of hours at night and then doing another bit of um, work during my day. Um, yep. So Frogwares has been good to me over the past few years and I and I started this new job and there's, a, you know, exciting work in the games industries, like really getting, getting access and opportunities that I never would have expected. Um, and the thing is that most of their team is based in Ukraine. So oh I started a job and we had a couple of days sort of getting oriented and getting into the rhythms of the night work and, and this kind of thing. And then three days later, um, Russia invaded and all of my new colleagues and team were then hiding in their basements and fleeing the cities and trying to get to safety. And oh my God, it was the most like surreal week where I was like starting with this celebratory mood of like, Oh my God, I can't believe I've got this like steady job doing really cool work. And then it suddenly just went fucking insane. And all so of they the still working. No. So they all basically went, um, you know, pens down and into survival mode and the internal channels they they used like a, a, uh, sort of like a, a teams or a Slack kind of thing to communicate. And those, um, those platforms suddenly turn from, Hey, here's an interesting game idea. And, or, Hey, here's some, some news or here's some memes and, you know, like general kind of office chit chat shit to, Hey, here's the best contact numbers for us in emergency. Hey, here's how to get your money out of the banking system. If you wow. need to get, you know, out of the country, here's a port of entry. Um, you know, uh, emergency details and, and banking advice and communications information. And, and for several days, um, the international um, people on the team were basically just trying to contact everyone in, in Kiev and, you know, various other cities where they were based to check that they were alive, to check that they were okay. Oh, like it was it just crazy and unfathomable and um, Fuck. very intense and and in the 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 last day leading up to the the proper invasion and the proper attack starting i was on a a a call at my night their morning and it was just this weird sense of gallows humor in in the in the thing where the people some people just didn't want to talk about it and you know your natural instinct is to say you know i'm sending my best you know i hope it's okay you know stay safe but everyone's talking about this this looming threat at their border um yeah so uh there had been a bit of work and there'd been some a deadline that we'd been working towards for about a month um as in prior to when i started to submit a proposal for something 
And in the immediate aftermath of this attack, obviously everyone was just, you know, work wasn't important. Just try and stay safe, try and get out if you can or, or whatever. Um, but there was this work and this deadline. And so the couple of us based internationally kept going. And so we, for the past week, finished that off basically and submitted it so that the work that had been done wasn't for nothing and it, and it could feel like a bit of a victory for the team um, in the, the circumstances. But the, the strange end result of it was that it was effectively like two brand new employees to the company and one boss at the top level um, working to finish off this this documentation on behalf of a team of people we'd barely met and barely knew, <laughs> but just hoped to do justice to. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then after that, now it's just like, okay, that we made that deadline um, and now we'll just wait. we just wait and see because this job won't continue until the war's over. It, it's, it's, it's very odd. So you were, were you starting a, a salaried full-time position? Not Is full-time. It's a permanent part-time, but yeah, it was salaried. Permanent so I, I had like annual leave and sick days and, and like a full employee perks package. And, and so that's just on hiatus for now. Yeah. Wow, you're a really bad luck. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah, three days later. Yeah. Wow. So you're just covering these guys' uh, workload in that in that in interim. that week. Yeah. So there was there yeah, was a week afterwards where we were just trying to get this this proposal in. Um, and you're getting a sense of like real fear from them, or are they like I haven't heard from the them is the thing. You know, like. For a while, like I said, they were trying to just get in touch. But now I'm pretty sure that everyone's doing okay. But the other thing is that there was a period when everyone was fleeing. But now there's been sort of martial law imposed and people aged 16 to 60, men aged 60 to 60, can't leave the country. They are they are yeah. bound to be there lest they be conscripted and, and needed for battle, you know? Isn't that crazy? Crazy. I mean, how? I mean, there's a lot that's cra- crazy about it. Uh, it's also crazy that fucking Zelensky is a comedian. Yeah, and not only a comedian, that the um the president of Ukraine, uh, he was also the voice of Paddington, Paddington. in the U- Ukrainian dubbed version. Yeah, and he was on Dancing in the Star, Dancing with the Stars, and now he is. Everyone's new crush. It's like if Koshi was the Prime Minister of Australia. Isn't it more like if, like, Sean McAuliffe was the... Sure. Koshi's not a comedian. No, but Koshi would be on Dancing with the Stars. It's like if Shane Warne was the president of Ukraine. It's like if... It's like if Hugh Jackman... Do you want to just keep doing this for the rest of the pod? It's like if Sophie Monk was Prime Minister of Australia. Yeah, not. Do you do you find her funny? Did you like her comedy? <laughs> I think that she's actually kind of personable. She seems quite down to earth. Yeah. She seems self-aware. No. Yeah. No. Have no. you seen the um the Tom Gleeson 
um, hard quiz that he did with her. Tom Gleason would have been the best one there, I think. Tom Gleason. Oh, potentially. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not a Sophie Monk. Uh, Stan. I, I was a big bar. I was a big Bardo. You're a Bardo though. guy from way back. I was a Bardo, Bardo and Warney. They were you too. Yeah, I was Bard. Yes. It doesn't work on any level. Anyway. Um, Don't say bard no. Say bard yes. <laughs> it's bardo. It it's not called bard no. Uh, I think I did have their album. Um, but yeah. What were we talking about? So uh, Russia. Uh, yeah. Ukraine. So yeah. So that was my strange connection to it all was, was sort of watching in very real terms as very specific people were fleeing and hiding and and like there was a, a channel in this this um uh company communications platform that was a like positive news channel so it, it historically was things like oh look at my new kitten or yay look at this i got my playstation or whatever and now it's like pictures of i found a gun with ammunition like not even joking like here's a pistol and here's some rounds i've got and you're like, fuck, that's taking a turn. Fuck. Yeah. Um, it was, I don't know if I said this on the last one, but I want to say it now. Uh, because people keep asking Ukrainian me. Ukrainian food sucks. It's awful. It tastes like nothing. Is that Did what I you're going? That? Is that what I said? It is what you said. God, I couldn't li- listen back to the last one. I was like, <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm just like, Nick, sometimes I try. I really want to hear your edits. Whenever you're talking, I love it. <laughs> and when I start to talk, my body starts to tense and cramp all over and I can't do it. I can't listen to myself anymore. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, it must suck. It was a great here. edit, I have to say. Was it? Yeah, I got rid of Dave completely. I mean, we heard, so yeah, that, that was, uh, he hasn't shut up about that, to be honest. <laughs> in a, in a real bitter way. Well, here's the thing. I think he said that it, he laughed so hard when he realized that he got cut out, uh-huh. but I think. Emotionally, level, it still stings. I think it broke Yeah, him. I'm sorry. Because he was so excited to be on the podcast. Oh. But as I explained to him on Saturday, comedically, mm-hmm. it had to be done. Yeah. It was the best thing. It was the best thing. Best move. Yeah. It was the best thing for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to Ukraine. People keep asking me, how do I feel about Ukraine? Uh, Has it affected me at all, being Ukrainian? And it's an interesting one because you have, I've never felt more patriotic towards or about Ukraine ever in my life it's kind of been this weird thing that having a last name like i do very distinctly not australian or english you you grow up and people will always ask you oh that's an interesting name where is it from and so you kind of perfect yeah um so you kind of grow up with this kind of like oh i'm not like different, not like different, like as if I was gay, just like normal, but like, but like, okay. <laughs> but like, you know, slightly different than everyone else, you know? We just Acceptably the, normal. Yes, that, thank you. Perfectly put. Acceptably normal. <laughs> um, and also, you know, we've had like, you know, people speak Ukrainian when we go back for Christmas and 
um, you know, we have Ukrainian food, which sucks. Um, but it's all, it's kind of, it's never been something that I've been conscious of. You know, it's just yeah. kind of been like, eh, it's background. I'm, I'm Ukrainian. Background, background radiation. And then now when you, you see all this horrific shit that's happening over there, then there's this weird thing. This is like all of my family is talking about it all the time on and I chat and I'm not just like our intermediate, uh, uh, what's that called? Intermediate family. It's like the, uh, what's the other one? External. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know how like you have your, like your, your immediate, immediate family. Are you trying to say immediate? And then what's, yeah, immediate family. And yeah. then what's the other one? Extended. Extended family, not external family. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's on the, uh, what do you call it? The messaging app? <laughs> Facebook. Messenger. Yeah. Um, and, and they're, so they're putting like, those like, um, those like oh, what do you call it? Like the combinations of letters. Like when you put letters together in a way and that, that forms like a thing with me. Words. Emojis. They're putting words, they're putting oh. words in the chat. Yeah. Words. The old emojis. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we're all kind of like, you know, really... You know, you feeling Ukrainian at the moment. Yeah. So I feel very Ukrainian. Um, still can't speak anything in Ukrainian apart from uh, Dostoevsky. Yeah, <laughs> Dostoevsky. <laughs> hey, Dostoevsky to you. Too, <laughs> Cheers. Um, anyway, just wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah. Probably already re- said that yet last week. No, I mean you didn't. Um, so yeah, it's probably worth worth doing. Um, do you have any? Like you said, your family's talking about it. Do you know of anyone back there still? Like, do you have any relatives in Ukraine? No, I don't think so. Um, no close relatives, at least. Um, so that's that's a positive. But there's definitely people walking around with the names of Brecky out there. I'm sure. Or running. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> Is that a bit tasteless? I am Ukrainian. I can make those okay, jokes. Sure. <laughs> um, yes, it's a very, um, it's a very surreal time. I mean, you just think about all of the catastrophic events happening simultaneously now, including the ongoing COVID pandemic, um, which has wildly hit New Zealand at this point. Twenty five thousand mm. cases today. Um, wow. The uh, the floods in Australia are insane. Insane. Yep. Yep. Like one in a millennium level, like 10 meter t- high floods. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it just feels like apocalyptic. And we thought it was apocalyptic when COVID hit. Yeah. I wonder sometimes if it is because we have such ready access to the news we just hear about this stuff now. I mean, I get that there's like coincidentally been some like major things going on. And the other thing is that I thought about just quickly is with the Ukraine thing, right? Obviously very, um, it's like history kind of being shaped again before our eyes. Yeah. And it, this is like a, a very historic moment for Ukraine and possibly also Russia, but definitely also Russia. The 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 feels like there is this fixation on it now that it seems sustained um, on this conflict in a way that, and I'm not sure if it is comparable at all, but 
you know, if we talk, think about like Afghanistan and Iraq and the and the invasion of Iraq. I mean, I know they are for very different reasons, and I'm not even they're just the two things that come to my head. But like the other kind of uh, conflicts and um, turmoil that's going on in the world, and I do wonder if we are more or this is more sustainable for us uh, in terms of um, uh, the news cycle. If it is more interesting to us because everyone's white. I mean, it's a very valid question, right? Um, I saw other commentators make that that point about how easily uh, it broke through and mm. and resonated with people, and I think it would be um, absolutely valid to raise that question about otherness and and proximity and perceived closeness um, yeah. when it comes to those kind of racial. Um, and geographic um, differences. It's just hard to imagine, like, if this happened in the Middle East, it's hard to imagine it staying in the news cycle like the Ukraine-Russia conflict is. Yeah, yeah, I and agree. And you don't know, this is hypotheticals, but it just feels like that that's probably true. Well, I mean, are we talking about Afghanistan anymore? You know, the, the West pulled out of it and left it in ruins. Is, is anyone talking? No. I mean, when was that? Was that the start of? Oh, that was That's the start of last, last year, year, right? Yeah, when just when Biden just got in. Yeah, yeah, that disappeared. Hope, yeah, I hope you hope you guys are doing okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was kind of felt like. There was a um, there was a controversial tweet that someone made. I think it was like a, I want to say an owner of an NBA team or or a coach of an NBA team or something like that who was talking about this kind of issue and said point blank that some other crises and and international emergencies didn't reach his line or didn't cross his line, uh, you know, in terms of importance, in terms of him paying attention to it. It it didn't cross the line. It wasn't, it didn't make the cut. Um, And he got crucified for it. It was, it was deemed as a, inappropriate and and unacceptable um callous and and um mean thing to say do you remember what he was referring to i might just look it up so i can be accurate so i was listening to a a podcast called dithering which is excellent it's a paid podcast um that talks about tech and um, broader tech issues um and they were talking about this idea of um crossing the line um and it was in the context of a, um, a man named Chamath Palihapatiya, who was a part owner of the NBA's Golden State Warriors. And he set off a, um, a whole bunch of criticism. Fire and a fire st- <laughs> Are you reading the article that I'm reading? Because no, it does say firestorm. That. Okay. Yeah. He set off a firestorm of criticism across the internet um, with a confession Um thinly veiled as an assertion that nobody cares about the Uyghurs, the, um, you know, the ongoing genocide perpetrated by the the Chinese government. Um, And his, um, his uh, description was that it didn't uh, like cross the line. It didn't, it wasn't important enough to him that it was uh, the, uh, 
within his attention span, right? And that yeah. got him crucified because you, you can't say no one cares about the Uyghurs, right? The the the, the obvious so what's truth that of word? the Uyghurs. Uyghurs. I've heard that before. It's U I G H U R or U Y G H U R. Okay. Um, it's a Turkish ethnic group originally from Central and Eastern Asia. Um, but they're basically um, being persecuted by China. Um, okay. And, and like, literally, like, forced sterilization, forced labor. Um, over a million Uyghurs have been, like, detained in internment camps since 2017. Um, yeah. Anyway, the, the point being that, that he made this ridiculously flippant um, comment and got, uh, you know, appropriately um, crucified. But there is an inherent truth to it, right? The, the ugly truth sure. about human nature mm. is that no one person can know about and care about everything, right? It's just functionally impossible. Um, and one could argue that you should probably be aware of this specific circumstance, but there are going to be plenty of genocides going on in the world right now that I have no fucking clue about, right? Oh, I don't yeah. really know anything about anything happening in, in Africa, you know? It's just yeah. completely not on the radar. Yeah. And there is a validity to that statement of you can't know everything, even if <laughs> this sentiment is clearly still an asshole thing to say, right? So there is an interesting thing that you talked about here when it comes to Russia and Ukraine, because clearly for more people out there, this was enough to become news, to stick in the cycle, to get attention, to get continued daily coverage, even in places like New Zealand and, and Australia, which are functionally irrelevant in the scale of that conflict yeah. in terms of the financial impacts it can have from doing sanctions in terms of the number of people in their home countries affected you know it just doesn't really have that much to do with us no and but it's you, still you, in you, the news everywhere and you could probably think that there's probably less people at least in australia less ukrainian people or less russian people uh, in australia than there are you know asian people or- absolutely you know, yeah. uh, well, Turkish people, I guess, yeah. as well. So, you, yeah, you got to wonder what the what the impetus is behind keeping it in the news cycle. Is it because this has because we are an ally of the states, and that it has repercussions for us? Maybe, you know, um, is it because Russia is a superpower? Maybe, but then, as you say, like, you know, China is also a superpower. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a very, as you say, it does raise that question um, quite considerably about the um, the ethnicities of the, the people involved and whether or not it it's perceived to connect more with people because you're looking at mostly white people fleeing. But yeah, the um, the guy who who tweeted that has has a point in that. Look, it gets. I guess we should be striving to be across as many uh, case like traumatic or catastrophic cases like this as many genocides or whatever whatever's important across the board in the world 
we should be striving to be across it as much as possible. But our kind of reptilian or tribal brain will we'll probably just not allow that. We're not going to be able to do that unless you uh, have a, a, a specific interest in it. Yeah. So like, Ed, like Eddie Cav, who has a specific interest in, you know, the, the Pacific nations and how they're doing, like he's, he's like throwing himself into, into that. Yeah. Unless you're doing that, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for you to actually like, I mean, I don't want to say em- hard to empathize, but I, I think that it's like part partly to do with our tribal brain not being able to empathize as much, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. I'll I'll read you the exact um, quote that Palapatia actually said. So he goes, "Let's be honest. Nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs. You bring it up because you really care, and I think that's nice that you care. The rest of us don't care. I'm telling you a very hard, <laughs> ugly truth. Of all the things I care about, it is below my line." Um. Fucking, I res- I respect this honestly. I mean, he's he's still, just saying what everyone else is thinking, but is not saying. But it's not what everyone else is thinking. I think it's just true that some people do think it. He, he you, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Um, but it is, it it definitely deserved criticism. I think if people, even if people aren't conscious of it, that's what's happening. So I think he is right. I th- I think that he's right too. Uh, but it just does not need to be. <laughs> said Probably as in like you don't said. you don't have to generalize and say that no one cares because that's just so blatantly false obviously people care like yeah. um you could speak it from a much more honest place where you're just only talking about yourself which you know he does he does address and he and he does seem to know that it is a a um hard and and awful kind of self-reflection yeah. kind of moment so i will give him credit for it but it, it is yeah just an interesting context I think a lot of the responsibility responsibility lies with the media, and yes, the media will only give pe- basically will give people what they know that they want to hear about. And one of the things that they teach you in journalism is proximity to people is the most important thing. That's why your local news is always going to be the most the biggest kind of program. It's like what relates to you, even in, in between states. Or what do you have in New Zealand? Provinces or something? Oh, yeah. Um, What do you call it? Districts. Districts. I mean, that's going to be the most pertinent information to you. Um, It's weird because Ukraine is like almost exactly the opposite of the side of the world. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's just the, it's just the relatability thing, I guess, because of the skin color, which yes, fucked up. But people's minds are fucked up. Like that's how we that's yeah, how we that's operate. That's how we've been operating for for millions creatures. of years. That, that's literally how we've evolved. And like, yeah, we can't like just turn it around. But you can be I aware think. of it. You can try to be. You better can be at aware it. of it and try and be better. That's the only thing you can do. Yeah. But yeah. I, anyway, how do you think you'd go in conscription? Let's say they turn around and it's war, and it's like, okay, here we go, conscription. What would you Funnily would enough, you go along with it? Or would you like protest? Would you try and get away? Would you claim that you have like services you can do away from the front? You know. Honestly, I would look for. I would be googling all the loopholes. Yeah, bone spurs. So, so are we talking the Russian army? Because if it's the Russian army, I'm as coming out you're as facing gay. Out. Yep, because they're not going to have gay men in the army. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, you'll be locked up. 
I'd rather be locked up than have okay, to fight. That's I'll, not- I'd like to fight, and I said this to Casper the other day, I'd like to fight on the front lines behind a keyboard. I'd like to do a bit of <laughs> admin on the front lines. You know what I mean? What do you mean front line keyboard? I want to Just be on play the front a lines, jaunty tune. But taking phone calls and doing a, sending a few emails. Okay, you mean computer that- keyboard, not music keyboard. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I mean, if that's up for grabs, I'll yeah. do that. I'll entertain the troops. Yeah. Um, but I don't All right, guys, think- have a good war. Uh, this is a kind of jaunty boss and overtune I've been working on. And one, <laughs> two, three, four. A bit faster for a boss and over, Nick. Um, but I think, um, I think that's more me, you know? Like, I don't feel like I'm like... Uh, first of all, I'm not... I've, I don't have a competitive nature... And I just don't think that's uh, it's. I'm going to do well. I mean, I think you'd probably do better than me. Oh, I don't think so. I'm I'm pretty squeamish. Yeah, I'm squ- I'm so squeamish too. I'd faint. I'd faint honestly. Yeah. Under with but, with the thought of conscription. I and don't also, love like camping either. I hate camping. I hate camping. Um, I don't. I also don't like not showering for yeah. more than twenty. And hours. I have a very specific kind of bed setup. Like I need a couple of pillows. Yes. And you know, one one between your arms, just so your shoulders not like 100%. twisting. Oh, no. oh, I love that one. Like yeah. the body pillow. The kind body of thing. pillow, um, and then something nice for the neck. You know, maybe like a firm surface is actually kind of going to be okay for my back. So that's okay. Well, they but... kind of do it in Japan, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't like it. I'm also I suspect that I'm gluten intolerant as well. Yeah, right. Um, which I think I've developed lately, and I. I suspect that the army food is not really going to cater to that, especially no. in Russia. No. Um, so Why have you assumed I, that you're being conscripted by the Russian army? I thought that's what we were doing. Because they are well, oh, Ukrainian Because Ukraine's also... Sorry, I get Russia and Ukraine mixed up. <laughs> and your dad's angry with you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I'd fare horribly in, conscrip- in conscription. I, I think mostly I would be, because I'm so cynical. I'm cynical in the most unproductive circumstances. You know, I remember my one of my first jobs was at KFC, right? And I remember going for like an induction thing there. I must have been 14, I went through like a company induction thing um, and we had to watch this uh, company video and I should have been so excited to have my first job and start earning like proper money. And by proper money, I mean $6 an hour. (laughs) Um, But I remember watching this video and just going, this is Technically, it was still legal currency. Yeah, I got paid mostly in nuggets um, (laughs) and high fives. Uh, But... But I remember even at 14, I was like, this, I like, I was, this is not for me. I can't, I cannot take this seriously. And ever, ever since, like anytime there's like a, a thing where everyone has to kind of get together as a team, I'm not like a team player. I don't think I'm just like a, I'm not a team guy. If we have to like kind of get on the same board and be like, all right, hey guys, we're all doing this. I'm like. I want to just go on the opposite side of the room. That's my impulse. I'm like, I want to be <laughs> no, not part of thank the team. You. Yeah. I don't like being part of teams. So I don't think I'd fare well in the uh, Ukrainian army or any army. Yeah. For that matter. Maybe the uh, Barmy army. <laughs> <laughs> you're really, you're Sean Warren, uh, Sean Warren, Shane Warren, um, 
love is is just bubbling there right below the surface isn't it sean warren sean valet valet that's the word i was thinking of before i hate it when people say valet as well don't you think is it? it's just like uh pretense yeah. valet hey michael smith <laughs> that's pretty good it's pretty good annoyed displeased riled up Offended, aggrieved, irritated. That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> Michael Smith. No, it's not. It's like Michael Smith. You have to go like Morrissey at the end. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll I'll get it. it. I'll get it. Um, surprisingly fun war chat there. I think. Yeah. Um, nice, nice job, everyone. If you've uh, enjoyed this sort of thing. Um, mm, that's, that doesn't feel tasteful. Let me try this again. In these trying times, sometimes you're looking for a little bit of comfort, a little bit to lighten those dark days, those dark nights of the soul. And what better comfort than the Deep Fort podcast experience found at our Facebook page on our Twitter at deepfort.com podbean.com for the full archive you can listen to jingles and songs at soundcloud and on spotify you can send us questions to deepford at gmail.com and you can just generally do what you can to make the world a better place you know stay involved pay attention um you got some some fun seggies to to see us out you got any stories or anything mate i have not a thing i'll check my notes before uh-huh. and this is what this is what i had written in there Birds. I have I have two things written in my okay. uh, notes for I'm Deep ready. Fort. Uh-huh. Uh, none of them make sense to me. Cool. One is, there's nothing hotter than a niece. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, you I don't have any nieces. I don't have any nieces. I think this was maybe an inebriated thought. That I, I suspect thought. Like, so. It was... Um, that of all, like, of the, if you had to, you know, all of the family member labels, uh-huh. you know, the niece is probably the hottest. I think that's where I was going with that. What about stepsister? And then, uh, I don't know. I've, I don't think I'd be attracted to a stepsister. Maybe a cousin, but not a stepsister. <laughs> that's definitely backwards. Well, I got, I got, I got pretty attractive cousins, I think, though. <laughs> um, the other one was, or maybe I shouldn't read that one. Okay, no. let's um, let's let's go back to an old faithful. I think. I think we we just need to. We've we've been delving into war, and I think it's time to to lift things up a little bit with a guy who's experienced his fair share of it over the years. Um, and I'm just curious to know how he's doing. Um, so I think we should check in with some George Clooney news. Oh. George, 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 George Clooney, George, George Clooney, George Clooney news. news. Watch out for the tree. That was lackluster. That was well. Do, I think that was a one way. Do you want to try maybe a bossa nova? I'll give us a beat, and we can try singing it to like a bossa nova. Okay, are you going to basically hum the girl from Ipanema underneath? I'll do the drum George, track. George Clooney, George, George, George Clooney, George, George Clooney, George, George, no, George Clooney. No, you gotta, in you gotta... the jungle, he's a bungle news. I like how you rhymed jungle with bungle very much. Uh-huh. Um, 
how about this? I'll just give you the bossa nova beat and you do the George Clooney jingle, but you can do it however you want. I just did that. I just did it myself. Why do you want me to repeat it now? No, because you didn't keep any of the melody. You just you just adopted another melody. Okay, so you want me to do the melody of George Clooney news previously against yeah, a but, rhythm of bossa yes, nova. Yes, a bossa nova, yeah. Okay, this is like okay. one of those Spicks and Specs games, and I don't think I'm going to be very good at it. It's also going to be very difficult because of the lag, yeah, and you're lag. Gonna, we're going to sing out of time. Let's okay. just try it. <laughs> okay, ready? Okay. This is now the third jingle intro to this. George, George Clooney, George, George, George Clooney, George, George Clooney at news. Watch out for that tree. Oh, that was good. Should that be the new thing? Probably not. Probably not for the, <laughs> the 15 minutes it takes me to edit that to make it actually sound like it was vaguely listenable. Okay, but inc- in- include some um, trumpets and stuff as well. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, great, yeah. I'll put those trumpets in for you. You don't even fucking listen to this podcast anymore. Why do I do these things for you? For the fans. For the fans. Okay. Right. Well, um, Michael, you do the honors. Uh, as I explain how this segment works, we check in with George George Clooney just by Googling the name George Clooney and clicking on the first news article that comes up. So, um, Michael, let, let's 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 keep up to date with our our, our famous <laughs> friend George Clooney. Also, sometimes. It, there's pre-arranged um, George There Clooney is pre-arranged J. Clue, but... Um, <laughs> J. Clue. <laughs> but this week, we're just doing it off the cuff. J. Clue. Um, okay. All right. First one that comes up from Glamour.com. Okay. Um, Amal and... It's not anal Clooney, okay? It's Amal Clooney. <laughs> no one thought it. I thought it, obviously. Um, Amal Clooney just made a rare statement about George Clooney and their twins. Okay, a rare statement. Let me guess. <laughs> this is more about Amal. Um, okay, then I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to call a veto on it. If it's about Amal, call... that's not the name of this segment. That's not what any like... of the three jingles are about. <laughs> it looks like Clooney has stayed pretty much out of the news. Um, What's he been doing? Oh, how about this? All right, I got it. George Clooney from the Independent. George Clooney says he fucked up Batman so Batman, Batman so bad. Oh yeah, you can maybe you could tell us about the new Batman movie. Batman. Um, All right. How did he fuck up Batman so bad? So George Clooney has said how he hates his performance in Batman and Robin. By the way, my favorite Batman. So thanks, George. Okay. Wow. Uh, during a Q&A session, um, he... Okay, sorry, just questions. to be clear, you're talking about him as the best Batman or you're talking about that's your favourite Batman movie? I think that's probably... A, it's that. That's when I liked Batman. Like, when it was like... not When everyone wasn't taking it so serious and it was like... So they People just knew that Batman and superhero movies were like kind of just like a bit of silly fun. Yeah. Because I feel like now everyone's like... No, it's like... It's Batman, but it's, like, really serious. Batman like, does have an identity problem at the moment where it's, like, trying to be, like, so emo, serious, like, uh, yeah. gritty, real, important, this is drama kind of 
this is drama. You know, you know, the first Batman with Adam West, it was like, pow. Yeah. You know, it's like no yeah. one took this shit seriously. It was like it's I what mean, it is. That it's was like seventy years ago, but yes, <laughs> movies for children that yeah. you know were pretending of have grown ups. Um, but not now, trying to be like, fun anymore is the thing. Yes. But like there was it was what was the one with Danny DeVito as the penguin because that was I like that one too. Uh, Batman Returns. Tim Burton. I can't remember. Yeah, Batman Returns. I like that one. But yeah, is uh, so. What do you think of the new Robin? Well, Robert just Pats? tell me first. What's this? Art, what's this article say? How did he screw it up? <laughs> All right. So he says uh, I did one superhero movie and I fucked it up so bad they won't let me near the set. The actor and director then added with a smile. Maybe I should try doing a George Clooney impression because I feel like I've got it. Okay. George Clooney then added with a smile, I don't want to get into all the bat nipples. That's not bad. Is that good? That's, uh, uh, well, I feel like I could almost get the voice. I think that if you did, if you had your homework and spent a week on it for a week, I reckon you could get pretty damn close to a Clooney. I think your mouth shape is the right shape. All right. There are certain films I just go, I want my wife to have some respect for me. It's not bad. Yes, dude. It's not bad. Um, anyway, he's, he says I wasn't good in it. This is not got the much nipples. of... Yeah. Yeah, the nipples. Well, anyway, that was George Clooney. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, let's I talk about Batman. Batman. That, yeah, yeah, tell us. Um, okay, spoilers. I'm just going to talk vaguely about spoilers. So if you don't want to know any cast members or roles or things like that, then maybe just pause till you've seen the movie. Because I looked it up, it got it's got it's, it's certified uh, fresh. It's fresh. Yeah, a lot of people have liked it. I I didn't love it. It is so long. It's like it is legitimately three hours long. It it just too long. it's too long. It's so slow. And I mean, I can't I can't really go into it too much without spoiling things. But there's just a whole bunch of character stuff in there which felt a little bit unnecessary like you could have trimmed 40 minutes out of it and had this really tight interesting because they basically they treat this movie like zodiac it's 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 a legitimate detective movie where they're trying to catch a crazed riddler um uh you know committing awful crimes things there's there's clues there's ciphers there's so much fucking rain it's like a very noir <laughs> detective movie. And I, I totally love that it went there because that's a cool way to do a Batman. Like Batman, sure. the world's greatest detective, quote unquote, has never been shown that way on screen, really, as like a brain and a, as a puzzle solver and as like a, a stalking guy on the streets trying to get answers. So that was really cool. And I think Ra- um, Robert Pattinson did a, uh, a nice job in it. But then there's just so much other added stuff like fluffing around the edges that just bogs it so down yeah. that it kind of just lost a little bit of steam. But um, Paul Dano is in it and he's fucking incredible. Well, that's the thing. I want to like, I obviously not going to sit through a three hour Batman movie, but Paul Dano, I'm like, I'm imagining he's, he's like, he's going Daniel he's, Day Lewis on this. He's or something. real good. Is he? He's is he real creepy. He's stuff? creepy as fuck. It's sort of, was he in prisoners? Did I imagine yes. that? Yes. He's yeah, in yeah, that yeah. vein where he's like this wow. creepy kind of mute, wit- oddball. It's, it it's, seems perfect. For it's him. real good. He's very good at it. Um, Did, he didn't go the Jim Carrey route then. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was really good. But then there's, uh, 
I don't know. It just, there's some strange problems where they were, they don't really do an origin story for it, which is fine. Like everyone knows how Batman became Batman at this point, but it also doesn't give you a motivation for why this character is out there doing it. And like what he's been struggling with it. It doesn't really give him an arc. I don't know. Mm. It's kind of, I just felt like it was a bit lacking in a few ways, but um, it's beautiful. It's really, it's really pretty. It's got some fun moments, but it's just too long. Yeah, three hours is too long, I think, for that type of movie. Colin Farrell. Like, it's got a great cast. John Turturro, Andy Serkis, Zoe Kravitz. um, I saw R. Pats talking about it on Kimmel the other day, and he he said that when he he initially started to do the voice, he was asked um, how he developed the voice. And he was like, initially, I wanted to do like something because everyone goes like the the gruff, gruff gravelly thing. Yeah. You know? um, and he was like, I just don't, I just can't imagine doing that fucking voice again. Like everyone's done it. So he was like, I want to do something radically different and do like not high pitch, but like just not that gravelly voice. Yeah. And he said they shot it for about two weeks and then they just, it just wasn't working. It was just so off. Yeah. And then he said, a couple of months after that, um, <laughs> someone told him that when Christian Bale started doing Batman, that's exactly what he did as well. <laughs> he was like, I'm not doing that fucking voice again. Yeah. Um, and tried something new and then it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. It's something about that character. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it looks like a, it looks stylistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a vibe, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, spe- well, just on that, I saw um, on Vibe and on Noir, I saw um, Nightmare Alley, um, which is the bra- is. it's a Guillermo del Toro movie oh, um, right. with Bradley Cooper, mm. um, and actually saw it in black and white. So they they've released two versions of the movie, um, and we ended up seeing it in black and white. And this is a really phenomenal. Like speaking of style, like. This is a f- really something. This movie, like, I'm not sure if I wouldn't watch it again readily. Yeah. But if if you are in in the mood for a noir and in the mood for a bit of black and white and a bit of rain. Yeah. Uh, and and just like a very stylized movie, I would recommend going to see Nightmare Alley because it is like a movie. It's like a throwback movie from from like, but like you know, it done for the modern era mm. it's yeah it's a it's a very good movie he's so i, I would director. recommend that he's he's like on another planet that guy i think yeah. he yeah uh, he did shape of water and pan's labyrinth and stuff so he's yeah, yeah he knows what he's doing but yeah the the oscars yeah are you gonna watch the oscars this year i'd never really watch the oscars so probably I never oscars guy yeah it just feels like they're just becoming less and less relevant very quickly. Oh, it's also just been a weird era for movies because people haven't been in the cinemas. So I don't think there's that kind of cultural enthusiasm when half the stuff's just instantly straight to streaming. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't stay that way. I don't think it will, but yeah. Hmm. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's Ukraine and Batman. Well, <laughs> Ukraine, the Ukraine Batman podcast. Yeah, that's the um, that's the the famous sign off. Well, what's Batman's catchphrase? Does he have a catchphrase? I'm going to kill you fuckers. Bazinga. (laughs) Is that him? 
<laughs> That's him. I'm going to bazing your ass. <laughs> Is that him? <laughs> Yabba dabba too, motherfuckers. <laughs> It'd be, it would be fun if Batman just had like some like dumb catchphrases like that like kind of like you know how like james bond is like what a ja- like james bond had like well, especially in the like the um the sean connery days shaking like, not stirred and stuff right well not shake oh i got a fun fact about james bond uh have you ended the podcast already uh, oh, i don't know i was i was looking forward to this like batman riff sort of being the ending but now we've oh, gone yeah. off on a tangent again i know because i've got add mate that's all good so don't fucking oh well, i've Shame me for that. There's something wrong with you and you should get it fixed. <sighs> too hard. Um, <laughs> too, too, I, keep, I keep trying to get my ADD fixed, but I'm just distracted all the time. <laughs> um, um, I honestly forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? 